0: Hey everyone, here we go again with another episode of New School Critics. My name is Chris, and today we're going to be talking about Rick and Morty Season 4, Episode 6, because this actually felt, to me at least, like a turning point in the show, maybe even a soft reboot for Rick and Morty moving forward. And it may have felt kind of more important to a lot of people that watched it because the plot was, in a show that's already very meta, even more meta commenting on a lot of its narratives and narrative arcs in a way that felt very uh, pointed, especially to the fan base, which has been clamoring for some resolution on these topics. And Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon are not ones to be unaware of what the fans are thinking. So in order to have this discussion about Rick and Morty season four, episode six, and what this means for the future of the show, we have to go over a few uh, concepts first. So first, we need to lay out the difference between uh, a serial narrative and a procedural slash episodic. So some of the examples of just uh, episodic are Family Guy, Simpsons, Law & Order, most of the comic strip comics that you see in newspapers, or just comics on um, oh, most of like the web comics that we see, uh, a lot of that. It just means that the show ends up being self-contained in each episode. So what happens in one Simpsons episode doesn't normally have any consequence on any other episode. It just is its own thing, and when the episode ends, we don't carry over anything that was happening. Like if Homer was over a pool full of sharks or got his arm bitten off by a shark, and the next week we start with Homer just fine sitting on the couch, it doesn't shock us because we know the show is episodic that nothing really carries over between episodes. It's rare for there to be those kind of larger consequences. And that happens, like Law & Order, I think, has some drama with the characters in and of themselves, but for the most part, none of the cases really have any ramifications. It's just each week we go through the process again and again without there being any kind of larger plot arc or plot points. And I'm sure you can tell then what a serial is. Uh, The serial is a a show or series that ends up having continuity between each of its parts or episodes or installments. So most books, the chapters are serial, right? Uh, They all are part of one grander story that's being told and we should read them with continuity and intertextuality or intercontextuality. Uh, Same thing with Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, The Wire. Uh, Shows like Friends are kind of a mixed bag that have episodes that are mostly in and of themselves episodic, but there are consequences and overarching plots that kind of carry through the show uh, that get addressed every now and then. But the MCU, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was really groundbreaking because it was one of the first times that we had seen anything in the movie realm that was on that scale so serially driven that had that inner contextuality at that scope and scale i mean you had movie trilogies before you had harry potter having those eight movies that's one thing and still impressive in and of itself but something else to have these disparate characters all be adding to one story and that there is also kind of hybrid in the sense of each of those movies are episodes in and of themselves but they're adding to the whole story that's being told so they have those serial elements worked in. South Park is an intriguing show because (laughs) for the most part it was episodic for so many years like years and years South Park was episodic but Trey and Matt Parker it's not Trey and Matt Parker, it's Trey and Matt, uh, they ended up adding in more serial elements over time to where they were having trilogies or they were just having shows with To Be Continued, just multi-part episodes or two-part episodes to then having whole season arcs. I think this last season had like a whole a whole thing with Tegrity Farms that was going on and carrying through uh, from beginning to end. So it's been interesting to see how that show has actually gone in the opposite direction. And actually, Matt Groening, who created The Simpsons, created Enchanted for Netflix, and that's another show that is a cartoon similar to Simpsons, but has a serial storytelling rather than the episodic of Simpsons. So Groening is now, for the first time, getting like being able to explore uh, that kind of show where each episode builds in consequences and builds in continuity. So that's important to understanding Rick and Morty because Rick and Morty has in some ways been more positioned like South Park uh, than it has been any other show, just in the fact that there are very episodic elements to a lot of the uh, episodes, but because we keep revisiting these characters, there's little bits of uh, continuity that have developed over time. And those things have been brought up again enough times, whether that's relationship dynamics between characters, uh, character growth that's been going on. Like Morty has changed over the course of the show. Summer has changed in ways over the course of the show. Jerry and Beth have changed over the course of the show. Rick really hasn't, but there have also been consequences to uh, Rick and Morty's actions. We've seen those things kind of develop um, whether that's recurring characters that are commenting on things or just recurring elements like the Citadel of Ricks and seeing the consequences of previous episodes. And those have created in fans some kind of expectation for there to be a more grander narrative or overarching narrative that takes the show from episodic to serial. And you also see that in these other elements like Jerry and Beth, their marriage has had... Uh, plots that have developed over the course of the seasons, whether it's them heading towards divorce, actually separating, getting back together. Because we've had those arcs, that adds that serial element to Rick and Morty in a way that maybe The Simpsons has never had. Uh, You also have the relationship between Beth and Rick that has developed over the course of the show. Of course, the relationship between Rick and Morty. And two of the, I think, biggest plot points outside of those main characters Our bird person, Rick's best friend, uh, meeting Summer's friend, having another episode where he and Summer's friend are going to get married, and then the whole debacle that happens in that episode with her being a special agent and bird person being killed, but then she resurrects him, and they're going to go hunt down Rick. It really seemed like, oh, this is a larger plot that we're going to come back to, and just never happened. Same thing with Evil Morty. We're first introduced to him... I think it was in season one or season two. And then we get the Citadel of Rick's episode in season three where evil Morty starts his rise to power and fans were really clamoring like, oh, this is going to be like the big plot point in Rick and Morty. We better see this in season four. That's amazing. And, you know, my wife and I really think that that episode uh, is the cream of the crop for Rick and Morty just because of the implications of it. I mean, in and of itself, as a bottle episode or as an episodic episode, it's great on its own. But those larger implications and what those could mean are really exciting and something that people want explored. It's similar to the Joker movie that came out in 2019 with Joaquin Phoenix. That was only supposed to be a single story. There wasn't going to be a sequel. There was, it wasn't part of any larger cinematic universe. But the character was so well done And the world was so engrossing and the setup with Batman was so enticing that people want to see more of that character. It almost feels like a shame for there not to be more story there. And I think the same thing happens with a lot of these plots in Rick and Morty. The stories are so good, so interesting, so full of potential that people clamor to hear more of that or get more of it. Uh, So demand for serial arcs has been high in the fandom. And this episode then, after a three month hiatus and the first part of season four didn't really address any of the larger arcs that people have been curious about. And people were saying like, you know, is the second half of the season going to address any of these things? Where's Evil Morty? Where's Evil Morty? So for this show to come out and really address the larger narrative complexities and continuities of season uh, of Rick and Morty as a series, it feels very much like Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon are saying to the fans like, hey, we have some answers for you. You wanna know what's gonna happen with these plot arcs? Fine. (laughs) And yeah, what we see is that in season four, episode six, uh, the characters, Rick and Morty, are on a train and this train has a meta component to it. Uh, Everybody in there is obsessed with telling stories about Rick and (laughs) what's going on with Rick. Everybody has a story for him and when Rick and Morty are pushed outside the train uh, in random moments, they're actually thrown into these different story universes and then brought back out. And they end up encountering the Story Lord, I think his name is, who's very thanos He even has these gloves with rings on them. But this guy wants to hook Rick and Morty up and have them reach their ultimate uh, potential, like break the fifth wall. And that's one of the things with Limitless Potential, with stories, it's the narrative arcs and the potential and power of these narrative arcs uh, is what I think that this guy was aiming at or talking about. And what seems to support that is the fact that uh, Rick says that if you do that, you're gonna burn us out. And what the Story Lord's powers end up uh, pulling forth through Rick and Morty when he hooks them up to this machine are all these larger serial elements. The first one that we see is summer going to college and just the idea then of characters aging because that's something that doesn't often happen in cartoons Uh, it happens in most tv shows because they have to like people tv shows because you can't avoid the characters aging but in something like a cartoon you really much you very much can so (laughs) summer going to college is a major thing there Uh, it shows that she's aging and getting older they even have her make a crack about that rick also starts to cry and morty comments on how he's softening up becoming a big softy which shows that kind of character growth that people want it also calls back to uh there's another cut to another sequence that shows aberdorf or aberdorf uh, linkler the mix between abraham lincoln and adolf hitler (laughs) and that was another plot point where this guy was in an episode Something happened to him, and then at the end of the episode, he was swearing revenge on Rick, or there was a larger plot point that was brought forth that made fans think, oh, this guy could come back. Uh, then you see Snowball, who was the dog from the first season that ends up gaining sentience, and they end up uh, leading a dog revolution that Rick and Morty then convince him to take all the dogs and leave for another universe. <laughs> Uh, You see them in a battle with these cats, and just what happened to these dogs in that universe. It's another larger plot point that the show could have returned to at any point in time. Uh, You then see Bird Person fighting with Rick, and Summer's friend fighting with Summer using lightsabers. It's this very sci-fi, epic, huge battle uh, that has all these grand components and stakes, just in the fact that there's a grand battle and life and death struggles going on. And then Evil Morty, uh, with Storylord even saying like, "You want to know how your story ends?" And you see all these Ricks uh, at as soldiers behind Evil Morty. Evil Morty in his most like evil ultimate emperor attire. It feels very Star Wars again. You even have you even have Mister Poopy Butthole, one of the Happy Go Lucky side characters, looking like Darth Sidious, and Evil Morty is ready to kill our Rick that is the Rickest Rick, right? So this seems to be the ultimate showdown that fans have been wanting, that the show has been building towards. And what happens? Uh, Morty ends up asking, are these canon? Like, is this going to be canon for our main story? And Rick says, it could have been. Like, these things could have been canon. Setting up the idea that, oh, they aren't now? And what happens is Rick and Morty step out of a portal, destroy the portal gun, and that leaves those stories in the realm that they've left behind, right? So they're now disconnected from those things, which in some ways seems to say to fans, these are all the things that you wanted. These are the stories that we could have told that were part of the larger canon that you were looking for. But guess what? Nope. <laughs> they're done. Go ahead. Get out of here. We're not going to be talking about those anymore. In that way, that's why it feels like a reboot. Even then, we zoom out from the train and see that it's nothing more than a gift that Morty got Rick, and that our Rick and Morty weren't even the Rick and Morty on the train. I don't think uh, it's getting even more like next level meta. They're just two characters that are on the train, and at one point, the train derails. And it's just on the ground, and Rick's like, ah, it's broken, like, go buy another one, blah, 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 blah. And that's the end of the episode. But if all of those stories that could have been canon are centralized to that train, and then the train derails, (laughs) that to me is such uh, imagery or symbolism for where the show is going. Because when you have a narrative, it's on tracks, right? The plot is set out like train tracks. And then the story is like a train going along the tracks, taking you from destination to destination to destination until you reach the last stop or the end of the journey. Um, so for that to be derailed seems to point toward the idea that, yeah, whatever plot points that you thought we were going for and building to, that train is now off the tracks. Those things are now out the window. We're not going to be worrying about those things. Those are no longer part of the canon of the show. So forget about them. Stop asking us about them. They're over. They're done. Let's move on. I think that that means that Rick and Morty is actually going to look to be more episodic moving forward and maybe get away from those serial elements. And that's something that they can kind of afford to do. The show involves interdimensional time travel and could at any time decide to bring those things back into the continuity work them back in or erase its continuity each and every season and starting over. They have the mechanic in place to do that because Rick is an omniscient character and because the show is so meta to begin with, fans are kind of down for anything. (laughs) So on the one hand, it's very interesting that they can switch between uh, serial and episodic. On the other hand, it really seems like at this point, they're tired of people clamoring for the serial elements and just want to focus more on the episodic that's at least what i took away from the show uh and the message that it seemed like it was saying the show could i mean move forward continuing to explore those uh serial elements and could have served more as a way of reminding us of what those things are and were so then when they revisit them there's at least uh, a bit of a oh that was the thing from that episode i remember that Because if things are a little too disconnected or too far out, fans may not remember Eberdorf Linkler, right? They may not remember Snowball. It's been years since some of those episodes have come out, like so long for some of them. So on the one hand, it would make sense for them to reintroduce those things before encountering them. On the other hand, with a show like this that is so self-aware and doesn't really Like, they're not afraid to say something to their audience, right? Dan Harmon, Justin Roiland really have nothing to lose. They're the ones with the power at this point. Uh, And I think a lot of fans would just laugh at the idea of them yelling at us. So I don't think they'd be afraid to tell us, nope, no, this is done. Like, we're moving forward. So I took it as more of a pointed message. I could see an argument otherwise, but... Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do moving forward. And if they really do drop the Evil Morty plot altogether, which would be, uh, I think, a shame, because I really do hope that they explore that. But at this point, we just don't know. But this seemed, this seemed like a message uh, to everybody. But very fascinating. And a good example of the pros and cons of serial and episodic storytelling because in the episodic, you don't have to worry about those larger plot points. Uh, You can just be free to tell whatever story that you like, and some fans really enjoy that. They don't need the longer arcs taking place. They don't need continuity. They don't need, uh, I don't know, those stories having that depth that comes from serial or the character growth that comes from serial. They just want adventure, fun, humor, and to do it all over again each time. But then on the other hand, the best stories that most of us ever encounter are serial in nature. So it's a, it's a hard trade-off between entertainment and uh, freedom versus being locked into a path and losing the opportunity to explore all the topics uh, and adventures that you'd maybe want to explore that an episodic story gives you. And I think that's all I got on the topic. If you have thoughts, questions, concerns, you can leave them in the comments on the YouTube video or send them in an email to newschoolchris at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to get back to you. You can also hit me up at Kanye Podcast uh, on Twitter and we can talk there as well. If you have any requests for content uh, you want talked about on New School Critics, you can also uh, hit us up for those movies, books, TV shows, albums, anything like that, Uh, random topics. We're more than happy to talk about it. Until the next time, uh, yeah, keep it good.